Hey there, this is Devin from Legal Eagle. You're smart. And I know that you're smart because you're listening to this podcast. But if you want even more incredible, educational-ish content from me and my friends, then you've got to get Nebula. Because in addition to offering tons of terrific podcasts ad-free, Nebula is a place where my friends and I get to release tons of experimental and exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Plus, all of my videos are ad-free. Just head to watchnebula.com slash radio to sign up now. I actually don't know where to start. I'm just, I'm so furious and I'm so sad for our country that they claim to be the party of law and order. The hypocrisy makes it feel like ash in my mouth to even say it because there's no depth, no illegality to which the president will not stoop. It's astounding. The president has completed what appears to be the first raft of pardons in the lame duck period. It's a a murderer's row of the unpardonable. Though an actual row of murderers are probably less morally blameworthy than the people that actually received the pardons. Actual war criminals who were responsible for killing innocent Iraqi citizens, including women and children. Ridiculously corrupt politicians like Chris Collins and Duncan Hunter who were convicted of and were about to serve extensive prison sentences related to insider trading and also embezzling campaign funds Uh, including but not limited to spending those campaign funds on extramarital affairs. Actual traitors to this country, like Paul Manafort, who was a direct conduit to the Russians through Konstantin Kalimnik and Oleg Deripaska, and of course the president's cronies, including but not limited to Paul Manafort, but also Roger Stone and George Papadopoulos. There's just no end to the depravity. This is unprecedented in its baseness, in its venality. We've just never seen anything like this in the US. Effectively, every significant defendant who refused to cooperate with both the Mueller investigation and also just main justice have now been pardoned. The only exceptions being Rick Gates and Michael Cohen, both of whom actually testified and cooperated against the president. And this is tin pot dictator, banana republic level corruption. If this seems like comic book villainy, that's because it is. This is not a close case. This is not an issue of red versus blue. This is just pure flat out corruption. And I guess let's start with the bad news because on some levels, this is worse than it appears. It's not just that the morally reprehensible and actual criminals have been pardoned. It's that this threatens the very fabric of our justice system in part, because this is just the opening act. There's no reason to think that president Trump is going to stop with these pardons. In fact, there's very good reason to think that this is just, uh, out there to get people tired, that the worst pardons are yet to come. And it's the usual suspects who are the obvious candidates here. There's no reason to think that the president will refrain from pardoning Jared Kushner, uh, pardoning Bill Barr, pardoning himself, Ivanka, Don Jr., Alan Weisselberg, the CFO of the Trump organization. 
But President Trump doesn't have those lines. He doesn't feel shame and he doesn't give a damn about political norms. Because what happened here is a really, really big deal. President Trump is pardoning a whole bunch of people who engaged in criminality in furtherance of the president's own agenda, of, for his own campaign, and for other reasons that benefit President Trump personally. Because the problem with pardoning people who engage in actual criminality for the benefit of the sitting president, if the president is allowed to pardon and absolve guilt after the fact, there's a million ways for a sitting president to grift that. Let's take an extreme example. We often talk about how the president could kill someone on Fifth Avenue, but what if the president hired someone to kill a political opponent and then decided to pardon them? Or a less extreme example, let's call it stochastic terrorism, where the president just says, hey, it'd be really great if someone killed my main political rival. And then if you actually pardoned that person, which potentially the president could do, well, then it just incentivizes actual murder of political opponents. And while that's obviously extreme, Vladimir Putin has tried this twice with his main political rival, Alexei Navalny. And obviously there's a state law issue here. Murder is generally a state law crime, so maybe the pardon wouldn't work. But how about this? What if the president uh, intentionally engaged in all kinds of campaign finance violations, getting, let's say, billions of dollars for a campaign slush fund, and then just pardoned all the people who engaged in campaign finance violations for the benefit of the sitting president, who would then have the benefit of billions of dollars of campaign funds? If the president can pardon co-conspirators or pardon those who engage in criminality at the president's benefit, or just simply hand out pardons like thank you cards, there is no end to gaming the system. And of course, on the other side of the aisle, so far, the Republicans have been absolutely silent. Those people who uh, will jump over themselves to fawn over this president, Ben Shapiro, Mark Levin, Tucker Carlson, have said absolutely nothing. Nothing. And like I said, this isn't a close case. This is not, this is not my side versus yours. This is an affront to the actual rule of law. Really at this point, only Ben Sass has had the temerity to even criticize the move saying that this is rotten to the core. Well, gee, thanks Ben. Thank you for your service. And by backing those words up with absolutely no action whatsoever because there's a lot of damage that's actually going to keep happening uh, before January 20th gets here. And there is absolutely nothing that's in the works to try and stop this. But I, I shouldn't criticize Ben Sass. At least he came forward publicly and at least criticized the president. Everybody else seems to be happy just to sit idly by and silent. And unfortunately it gets worse. Uh, contrary to what you might read on Facebook or Twitter, Trump is almost certainly not going to face criminal scrutiny for even pardoning Manafort or Stone or anybody else. Um, absent actual evidence that there was a, a, an explicit quid pro quo be between Trump and uh, his co-conspirators, there's not going to be uh, criminal repercussions. There's just not. And I don't think uh, even an aggressive attorney general in the next administration is going to change that. It's an abuse of power. The, uh, the guardrail is impeachment. And in, <laughs> when you have a couple of days left in the Trump presidency, impeachment is no real guardrail whatsoever. So 
for all intents and purposes, it's unlikely that President Trump is going to face any kind of real scrutiny uh, as a result of these actions. And while these are uncharted waters, uh, absent very strong proof of a separate crime like extortion uh, or bribery, these pardons are not going to be declared illegal. And it's not even clear that if you found this separate criminality that it could be uh, declared illegal, the pardons themselves. And don't expect future state or federal prosecutions of Manafort or Stone. The complications are probably grave enough that it's unlikely that they're going to face punishment for their actual crimes. And like I said, the pardons will continue. The message has been sent that if you uphold your silence against who is effectively a, a mafia don, you're going to get a pardon. You will be rewarded for your service and contravention of justice. There's no real silver lining there. That die is cast. That norm has been broken. And you can expect that future administrations are going to take note if there are no real penalties for abusing the pardon power this way. And it's ironic too, because traditionally the pardon power has been uh, grossly underused. There are thousands of people who receive grossly inappropriate sentences every year. For all the good that the justice system does, it does a lot of bad too. Or at least it's often overzealous in punishing crimes. And there are a lot of people who are in jail that arguably should not be. And historically, presidents are much more likely to underuse the pardon power than they are to overuse it. And to date, we've never seen anything like what President Trump has done. But the whataboutism is strong. People have pointed to the pardoning of Mark Rich by President Clinton. And that pardon rightfully sparked bipartisan outrage. It sparked congressional inquiries. This is not to say that the, that particular pardon was in any way just or correct. People were rightly outraged about it, but this is so much worse. There was and should have been political fallout for that pardon. But what we're seeing out of the Trump administration is much, much worse. It's dozens of individuals who have a direct connection to the president and the pardon is being used in a way that really does undermine the rule of law. And that's, that's not an exaggeration because it's going to change the way that political institutions use the pardon in the future. And it's not going to get better unless there are real punishments. Now, uh, I may be your discount John Krasinski, but let me try to give you some good news here. The first is that Paul Manafort is not going to get his townhouses or ostrich jackets back. Uh, under ex parte Garland, a pardon does not restore offices forfeited or property or interest vested in others in consequences of the conviction and judgment. Uh, so at least the Mueller investigation will still have turned a profit. You also probably know that these pardons don't really affect state law prosecutions. If there is indeed uh, state-based criminality, we know that there are ongoing investigations, particularly in New York, but I counsel you don't hero worship the investigators. We've been burned time and time again, that sometimes that's just too much pressure to put on people like New York AG Tish James and Manhattan DA Cy Vance. A lot of the criminality that has been pardoned is purely federal with respect to lying to federal prosecutors, 
uh, with respect to federal campaign finance violations and insider trading. It's, it's unlikely that a lot of those crimes have state law counterparts that could even be investigated and punished, uh, let alone will be. That being said, Paul Manafort was convicted of numerous different tax crimes, and it's likely that New York state has similar state law tax crimes that he could be charged with. And even better news, uh, recently the New York legislature closed a pardon loophole that would have prevented prosecution of someone who receives a pardon when there is an ancillary uh, New York state law to prosecute them under. So while Paul Manafort was initially successful in appealing his New York prosecutions, it's possible that now that New York has closed this loophole that they can move forward with prosecuting him on state law crimes. It's an open question. We'll see what the New York appellate courts hold. You've also likely heard a lot about the fifth amendment with respect to being pardoned. And it is indeed true that receiving a presidential pardon, if you accept it, uh, does limit the scope under which you can claim the fifth amendment privilege against self-incrimination, but it's unfortunately not absolute. If you face state law liability, then you can still invoke the fifth amendment privilege. So this will indeed help both prosecutors and investigators with respect to inquiries related to these pardons and the underlying criminality, but it's not going to help that that much, unfortunately. Additionally, it's possible that the pardons themselves might be crimes. Maybe. I wouldn't put too much stock in this, but remember that I said that President Trump is not going to face criminal prosecution for these pardons. Well, it's possible that he might. There's a slim chance, but it's possible. <laughs> We've seen time and time again that these members of the Trump administration, especially the ones who have been around since the beginning, are completely inept. The DOJ has already gotten wind of a pardon for purchase scheme uh, related to Elliot Broidy. And it's possible that there is uh, an explicit agreement between members of the Trump administration and these pardons. It's possible that people did attempt or were successful at buying a pardon. Uh, you can look at the list of people who received pardons and it's not just Republican cronies and Trump cronies, people who actually engaged in real criminality, uh, but also those who engaged in real criminality and are also just very, very rich. People that don't necessarily fit into this category of people who are being rewarded by the president for their service to the president. People who might have the means to actually buy a pardon. And if those explicit agreements are out there, it's possible that the, the agreement was memorialized and that emails or documents will leak, that the attorney client privilege will be violated because of the crime fraud exception. Uh, and someone might talk after Trump can't actually pardon people anymore. If there is a actual clear quid pro quo between president Trump or other members of his administration and the granting of a pardon, it could conceivably give rise to independent criminality and potential punishment. That's a big if. But hopefully this ends the discussion about uh, future prosecutions or at least future investigations. Uh, past pardons have led to congressional investigations and this one absolutely needs investigations, if not outright prosecutions. And if not prosecutions on a federal level, then prosecutions on a state law level. 
And hopefully this represents the absolute zenith of presidential power. At the moment, the president has never been more powerful. The president receives almost unchecked power with respect to executive power and executive privilege. But these actions are so far beyond the pale that I hope it forces uh, the citizens and uh, members of Congress to actually act, to actually put some real checks and balances and to scale back some of the power that has been granted from Congress to the presidency. Make no mistake, this is a political Rubicon. This is every bit as bad as it appears. In some ways, we're lucky that they've been so ham-fisted about this because there's no hiding it. This isn't 4D chess. This is just plain cronyism and corruption. And it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Just don't let it wear you down. But Americans did their part and they voted overwhelmingly to send President Trump packing. We could be looking down the barrel of four more years of this, but luckily he will be leaving office. But there's one last thing to do, which is that we must demand of the future administrations that they not let these pardons go unchecked, that they cannot allow this criminality to go unchecked. We assume that the president's pardon power is near universal, but so much of this is debating how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. Presidential pardons have rarely been challenged. We don't know what the Supreme Court would have said if uh, the Ford pardon of Nixon had been challenged or the Iran-Contra pardons had been challenged. And we don't know what a Supreme Court would do with these current raft of pardons. And we don't know all of the information about these particular pardons. Was there an explicit quid pro quo? Is there independent criminality about these particular pardons? The American people have a right to know that particular information, which is why we must demand that the next administration, either through the attorney general or a special prosecutor, investigate the issuance of these pardons, uh, investigate the underlying criminality itself. If there is remaining criminality out there, charge them, indict them, uh, test the sufficiency of the pardon, test the breadth of the pardons. And let's see what the Supreme Court has to say. And if the Supreme Court upholds the use of these pardons, then so be it. We can demand a constitutional amendment or other congressional means to put limits on this power because that's what Americans deserve. We fought a war to throw off the rule of a king and these pardons come as close as Americans ever have to reverting back to tyranny. Because as bad as these pardons are, next time will be worse. You should be absolutely filled with rage. I am. And I'm frankly surprised that more people aren't. But this isn't about my team versus yours. This isn't about red versus blue. This is about someone taking action that is more fitting for a dictator than it is an American president. So please stay vigilant, hold on to that rage because this is as bad as anything that we've ever seen. Don't let fatigue set in and let's punish the people responsible, not just the Trump administration itself, but all of its enablers. We can come back from this, but make no mistake, we're on a precipice and things are gonna get worse before they get better. But the only way back is on the high road and it's going to be a long and painful process.
but we can recover as long as we remember to hold the guilty responsible. Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad. But it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash radio. You can get access to all of our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping to support us make even more amazing content. So before you go, check out watchnebula.com slash radio to support this channel and this podcast directly.